What is going on, everybody? What is going on? I am Darian, and we're here with another Raiders video, another Raiders podcast, which will be called the Silver and Black Podcast. Like I said, I am your host, and I do have my man, Eli, here. That will be my co-host for the Silver and Black Podcast. What is going on, man? Uh, nothing much. Fantastic to be here. Ready, <laughs> ready for this uh, ship to sail, friend. Oh, so you ready to look forward to uh, Tom Brady coming to the Raiders? Ah, uh, listen, uh, I I am looking forward to winning football games. Okay, uh, and as I'm sure <laughs> that everybody else is that is a fan of the Raiders. Um, I know that John Gruden wants to win. I know Mike Mayock wants to win. John Gruden enjoys having a veteran, smart veteran presence at quarterback, somebody mm -hmm. that can uh, handle the pressures. Could that be Tom Brady? Uh, it certainly seems like he might check some of the boxes that Derek Carr does not. But um, if you held a gun to my head and said, you have to pick one, I'd have to stay right now with Derek Carr. Bunch of reasons. Money would be number one. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady's looking for, I think, about $60 million over two years is what they said they're going to be paying. That's just insane to me. You're 43 years old and you're looking for $60 million. Like, you wasn't even asking for that in New England. He's the greatest football player maybe to ever live. Uh, he is more than welcome to ask for it. He has far warranted it. He's played team player in New England for a long time. Uh, hey, if you're the best ever, go ahead and ask for $30 million. He's going to get it somewhere. He might get it in New England. Um, <clears throat> maybe the Raiders are offering that to kind of jack the price up for the uh, the Patriots. Who knows? But um, $30 million is more money than Derek Carr is making. That cuts into our cap, and we have a lot of holes here on the team to take care of. So we do have a lot of, a lot of topics to talk about in uh, a short span, but we're here to do Raiders talk. A lot of people say I don't do a lot of Raiders talk, but I'm doing, I'm doing it today. And Tom Brady was one of them. But um, as far as I want to go into, because um, I, I know you was talking about it, we was talking about it earlier, um, the mock draft. I really want to get into that just because we got the number 12 and the number 19 pick in the first round. And I know we need a lot of needs. So in your perspective, what do you think the Raiders need? Who should we pick at that number 12? Well, I think, uh, excuse me, I think that um, the wide receiver talent is talked about uh, probably since the you know the the season ended, everybody's talking about the three or four wide receivers that are going to go into the first round. Right. So you're going to have wide receiver talent from top to bottom, and we're going to see once the combine goes. Um, right now, it looks like Judy and um, uh, uh, C.D. Lamb are probably on the top with Higgins and a couple mm -hmm. others. Rugs, um, kind of your later rounds. Mm -hmm. We're going to start seeing guys run at the combine. Once they start running their, you know, sub four, four, sub four threes, maybe rugs uh, breaks the combine record. If that kind of stuff starts happening, you're going to see those guys slip further and further, or I should say, um, drop further and further in mock drafts uh, mm. to the bottom. I guess that would be rise to the bottom, which doesn't make any sense. But, <laughs> but I will say that um, the, the highest impact, I think, at 12 is going to be one of those wide receivers. But with that depth at wide receiver in the draft in the first round, the Raiders could try to do something else at number 12, knowing that one of those wide receivers, if not maybe their top pick, is going to be there at 12. Mm. 
So then you have some potential defensive help that you might be able to look at. Guys like um, Isaiah Simmons Mm -hmm. and guys like, uh, um, what is the defensive tackle from from South Carolina? Javon Kinlaw. Yeah, I've seen a lot of talk about him too. And the linebacker from Oklahoma as well. His last name is Murray. I forgot his first name. But I've been seeing a lot of talk with CeeDee Lamb going at number 12 for us, which I really don't mind it knowing that we don't have a number one. Thinking that Tyrell could probably step up and be a number one, but he's so used to being a number two or a number three guy. He Then he didn't stay healthy much, so it just kind of hurt us. So we need someone with yards after the catch, which CeeDee Lamb could do. And he led the Big 12 in that. So... I would love to see CeeDee Lamb there or um, Jefferson from LSU or even if Judy drops. Mm-hmm. So I, they just my three. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, it's kind of almost at this point before the combine, before the, the meetings, before, you know, Mayock and Gruden uh, start talking to these guys to see if they're generational or not generational. Uh, found, what is it? Foundational players. Yeah. Foundational players. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, they're going to have an opinion on that. So that's going to separate a lot of these guys. But right now, it does look like 1A and 1B with C.D. Lamb and and Judy. Either of those two guys uh, going to the Raiders, I think a lot of fans who want an offensive weapon at, at number 12, they're going to be happy with that. Right. I'm just, I'm personally, I agree with you. I like C.D. Lamb. I like the way that he can just take the ball to the house. He is uh, great after the catch, which mm-hmm. is exactly what's great for John Gruden's system. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be perfectly frank, I know this is cosmetic and it might not really mean anything, but we picked it, uh, you know, at number four years ago, we picked a Alabama wide receiver who ran perfect routes and was super slick off the line. And how did that, how did that go for us? So I have a bad taste in my mouth with, uh, with, you know, Amari Cooper. So I would go CD lamb at number 12 over Judy. Right. Right. I I have to agree there. I know Judy is more like the more physical type of wide receiver, but CD lamb, he's a playmaker after the catch. And we really haven't seen that from Judy at Alabama. I mean, he can make plays. Don't get me wrong, but CD lamb just for the fit of our offense and what John Gruden was to do with it. I will go with C.D. Lamb as well. Now, for the number 19th pick, that's really up in the air for me. And I'm and the reason why, because I feel like we should go defense. And, I, and hopefully, Isaiah Simmons can drop there and we can get him there. Because he's the best linebacker on the, on the board right now. Just, just in my opinion, he did win um, the Dick Buckkiss Award, best linebacker in the nation for college football. And... He 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 can play both. He can play a little bit of the line. He can play a little bit of linebacker. But I think that inside and outside linebacker is where our weakness is on the defensive on the defensive side, in my opinion. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I was talking with somebody the other day about when is the last time the Raiders had an actual linebacker that was impressive in any way, and I, I can't even say Greg Beaker. That guy was just kind of more <laughs> of just a position filler, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I think will. Uh, I, I honestly can't remember the last great linebacker that the Raiders had. So the hole is there. It's been there. Um, unfortunately, I mean, hey, anything can happen. Unfortunately, I don't see Isaiah Simmons, especially if he balls out at the combine. Mm-hmm. We're looking at him popping from a top 10 pick to a top five pick. Mm. If he 
if he's running well, if he's if he's doing great drills, if people are like, wow, this guy is not only uh, effective in all these different um, you know defensive uh, fronts, he's also a freak athlete, which it seems he is. There's no way that guy's even getting to twelve. That being said, um, you know a lot of people are talking about Murray uh, filling a void at linebacker first round for the Raiders uh, out of Oklahoma. I don't see John Gruden and Mayock picking a linebacker in the first round if Simmons doesn't drop to them at 12 mm. or if they love him so much, they go up and get him. Uh, I think that the best value again is, is probably um, if you picked a defensive player at 12, you're going wide receiver at, at 19, 19 yeah. of course. Uh, and that's somebody maybe rugs, maybe Higgins, right. um, even um, LaVisca Chenault. Uh, out of Colorado could mm. be somebody that you're looking at at 19. But I think if 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 they're going to tag their their wide receiver at 12, I'm looking at more uh, of a back end help at cornerback. I think that um, uh, Trevon Diggs out of uh, out of Alabama is going to be a more immediate help than uh, Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma for this Raiders defense. Yeah. I think that, and we'll talk about some uh, free agency. I think that the Raiders are going to go the free agent route um, at linebacker. And it may not please everybody to know that they're doing that, but I, I don't see them picking a linebacker in round one. I think they're going to go cornerback or and I'm going to blow everybody's minds here. This is my <laughs> hot take. Are you Ooh, ready? I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. <clears throat> John Gruden has seen how the Fa San Francisco 49ers, uh, this year uh, has uh, used a running back of committee of three effective running backs that are all talented. Uh, the Eagles did something similar when they won the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you think? How crazy would it be if they nabbed their wide receiver at number 12 and at number 19, they go back to the well at running back DeAndre Swift from Georgia. I would not be mad with that pick. And I'm a, I, I wouldn't be mad with it. Josh, you have Josh Jacobs, and then you have Jalen Richard, and then DeAndre Swift. That's a running back by committee. Now, if you go number 12 with running back and you go number 19 with a wide receiver, that means you're looking to go defense in the, the later rounds. That's what it's that's what it looked like. And I I wouldn't mind that. See, yeah, I think, uh, and I know some people honestly might watch this and say, Eli, you're crazy. We just, you know, we have Josh Jacobs. I mean, honestly, look at what happened uh, after week 12. Mm -hmm. Josh Jacobs goes down, you know, all due respect to to Washington yeah. and Richard. I think that they're both quality players. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what would the difference have been if they have a dynamic running back that steps in and can can take more of the uh, the load off of Josh Jacobs if there's an injury, if there's anything like that. Um, you know, Swift checks all the boxes that Jacobs does and all the stuff that John Gruden loves mm -hmm. in a running back. He's quick. He can, uh, you know, he has great vision. He blocks well, mm -hmm. and he's a great uh, out of the backfield. So I certainly don't think that that's going to fill the biggest need. But if he's sitting there at 19 and he's, you know, again, balls out at the combine, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't think it's crazy that John Gruden and Mike Mayock want to build that depth at running back in case of injuries and just to kind of prolong uh, both J Jacobs' uh, career and also DeAndre Swift. Mm -hmm. I could see them going double offense with either Swift or a second wide receiver at nineteen. Mm. I like this. I like the sound of this. I really do because it'll make me so excited knowing that it's giving Carr 
more weapons to deal with than what he had the year before. Don't get me wrong. Like Hunter Renfro was a great pick for us. Sleeper pick in the draft. Josh Jacobs, another sleeper pick in the draft. And then go get DeAndre Swift and then go get a CD Lamb to add to that weapon, weaponry. Like that, that that's just un, just crazy to me to see it. But hopefully Mike Mayock brings some of his draft experience to let him know like Carr needs weapons. He need he needs it. And then you go into the second round and you go get like a Murray. Or um you could go get like um the TCU quarterback, what is his name? Jeff Gladney. He's not bad either. So you could actually still go into the later rounds and find valuable draft picks in those rounds. I do agree. And I think that um, with those three third round picks, because they don't have a second for, as of yet. Right. Um, I think with those three, those three picks, um, you're going to see something of the uh, uh, happen where they're either going to package a couple of those to jump into the second round to get somebody they like, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps a running back, perhaps uh, one of the quarterbacks that they like that drop out of round one. Um, I, th- I could see them doing that as well. But yeah, with round three, there's 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 some depth uh, in in the cornerbacks, in the defensive backfield, and also in the uh, defensive line. Um, you're you can get a couple. Uh, you know, different picks in the third round that can bolster uh, your depth there. I don't see many impact players, obviously, in third rounds. But let's remember, in between the first 90 picks, that's that's really where Mike Mayock likes to pick. Right. All right. So he loves those third round picks. So who knows if he even gives them up and he's just more comfortable picking there and getting the value appropriately, uh, you know, where those are. Do you think that Mike Mayock would do any trades during the draft? I could see him again. I think that if they're going to fall in love with somebody, uh, whether it's John Gruden's quarterback of the future, because they they have to take a quarterback somewhere in this. Draft, right. right. They have to, they uh, have whether to. it's in the later rounds, whether it's in round three, um, whether they can't get enough of a quarterback and, and pick them at 19. Right. Um, they're going to, they're going to pick a quarterback at some point. So I think that if one of the quarterbacks that everyone is uh, talking about drops into the second round, uh, I could see them going up for them. If they end up going defense at number 12 and something else other than wide receiver at number 19, Perhaps you package those picks to jump up and get one of the wide receivers that dropped into round two. So I, I he has a lot of uh, flexibility. He could drop down from 19 to 26 and still get somebody uh, too and get a second round pick. He has a lot of flexibility. I think that Mayock is going to do something to get a second round pick uh, in the draft. Okay. Okay. That's. A- I got another question for you. I know we didn't talk about this as well, but it's been a question on my mind. So. Knowing that we did pick uh, Cleveland Farrell from Clemson last year, now, what is your expectations for him in year two? Knowing that Max Crosby like overjumped him last year, knowing that we got him over fourth overall pick, we got Max Crosby at one hundred nine. So my my question is is that how do you feel about Farrell's jump from leap one to leap two? What expectations do you have of him? I, I think that he's going to be a, a much better player next year. Okay. I think he's going to be stronger. I think he's going to be uh, a year wiser, as it were. You mm-hmm. know, I, I know that sounds cliche, but 
it came from his own mouth. You know, he was sick. Uh, I know that that's, you know, that's the excuse that it, uh, everyone kind of keeps talking about. Oh, well, that's an excuse. He said, listen, I was sick. I lost 10 pounds, you know, um, and he lost muscle and he did, he lost strength. Uh, and that really kind of stunted his growth as a player last year. Mm. I mean, he still had uh, four and a half sacks, mm. which it's not what you're looking for for a number four pick. Right. Let's 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 be honest. Let's just, let's just be yeah. honest there. So that's, that's absolutely true. So I, I think that um, I think that he takes his first year and builds on it. Now I think the better question is, how does Max Crosby follow up his year that he had last year? Is he going to continue on the same pace? Is he going to take his confidence and and get in the weight room, get stronger, get um, you know? more physical and continue to build on that season? Or is he going to just show that, Hey, maybe he's a solid starter. And that was a little bit of a fluke. Cause don't forget he had that what five sack game in Cincinnati. Yeah. You take that away. His 10 and a half sacks go to, well, let's give him one. Let's give him one sack. In one, one, one sack. Yeah. You know, his 10 and a half sacks go to six and a half, which is certainly respectable for a fifth round pick. Yeah. But he's no world beater at that point. So I think that those two guys, I think what's going to happen is going to be that Cleveland Farrell is going to go up. Max Crosby is going to come down to, to earth a little bit. And they're both going to be at a, a level that is going to be effective for the Raiders next year. And I, and I think Max Crosby might go a little bit higher than Farrell. But bringing in Rod Melinari as a defensive line coach, knowing that he has the experience to make nobody's into somebody's that's a big key for both of them going into year two i think that's a great point so i i really do love what millinery did with with the cowboys i mean it's it's the dallas cowboys we know this but as far as that <laughs> as far as the defense go that defense was pretty solid that front four and and, and them linebackers was pretty solid I will I will give you that the the front four was was solid. It certainly was an improvement from last year. The right. linebackers, the linebackers on this team last year were straight garbage. Yeah, say what you want about Burf, you know, perhaps it was perfect going. They had some injuries. I'm of the opinion of blowing it up and just starting from scratch. But from your 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 point about the defensive line. Yes, I, I do think that that Marinelli is going to be able to get more out of both of those guys, mm -hmm. and that's going to help them both. Now, I hope that Max Crosby, again, continues to take on uh, a similar arc as uh, Jared Allen did. You know, yeah. I think that it was Howie Long that was just was comparing the two. Both fifth round picks. Both have pretty similar body sizes where they're both kind of lanky, uh, mm -hmm. lanky white dudes who are, you know, kind of uh, a little quirky. Um, if he could. If he could do exactly what Jared Allen did, I mean, man, I mean, I, I sign me up for that. Yeah, sign and then, me up for that as well. And yeah. then you have Cleveland Farrell becoming less of a pass rush specialist. Maybe he becomes more of a Justin Tuck kind of guy who is a leader of the defense, mm -hmm. who's going to be, uh, you know, be able to get put into defensive tackle, defensive mm -hmm. end, play along the defensive line, and be your your number one guy who everyone looks up to. I think that that was kind of what Mayock and Gruden saw in him. And I can see that becoming more than him getting 10 or 12 sacks. But I, I do think that they're both going to, to raise their game. Mm -hmm. Will Max Crosby have the same production? Who knows? But uh, I still think, um, speaking of Javon Kinlaw, I still think the Raiders look to add to that defensive line, either in the draft uh, or in free agency. So speaking of free agency, I definitely want to get into that because 
it's been a lot of talks about certain Raiders, certain uh, Raiders on the move and certain players coming to the Raiders. Um, one of them was Tom Brady, which we already talked about, but it was, um, there's a few of them that I really interested in looking at. And I, I don't know if you saw my video, but I picked, um, three corners that the Raiders should target. Um, one of them was, uh, Chris Harris from the Denver Broncos. If we could get him on a lower contract, instead of giving him a big contract, I think he will fit as far as veteran wise for us. Um, I put up there, um, uh, I think his name is James. Yeah. James Bradbury from the Carolina Panthers. He's a very young, solid corner that definitely took over the role of when Josh Norman was there. And the, the last one was Byron Jones. Now, Byron Jones is probably like one of the top corners that everyone is looking at. And another, um, the other two I just want to add is if they do end up releasing both of them, I like them too, which is Xavier Rose and CJ Bouye from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So with those three or those five that I like, I think we can just pick up one or two of them in free agency. Don't break the bank with them. It didn't build around our defense a little bit more. I don't know what linebackers besides Clowney. Well, Slat, well Clowney's the only, I know he's a free agent as well, but I don't know any other linebackers that are available for free agency. But I think the corners, bringing Abram and Joseph back, helping out Trayvon Mullen, someone, one of those veterans could definitely come in and help out. 100%. I think that uh, defense is going to be the name of the game for, uh, for free agency. Mm-hmm. Um you know, when it comes to free agency, we talked about Tom Brady. I don't think they're going to be getting uh, any of the other high-profile quarterbacks. Uh, I don't think they're going to spend the money on any of the running backs. I don't think that they're going to uh, fork over, hand over fists for Robbie Anderson or any of the wide receivers. Um, I think they're going to do that through the draft. So defense is going to be what they're going to target free agency. They got to pick up one of those cornerbacks. I honestly think that you know, Gruden loves veteran cornerbacks. He loves veteran defensive backs on his team. Um, expect the Raiders to bring in, nab one of those guys. Um, I know that, uh, you know, Byron Jones and Bradbury, those guys are going to be expensive. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much, you know, outside of uh, edge rushers, cornerbacks are probably going to make the most, you know. And, make and, the and, most money, and, yeah. And, and like the Chris Jones type defensive tackles. Yeah. Um, you know, that's going to be where the, the money's going to be. Um, the Raiders do have some cap space. They don't have a ton of cap space. You know, it's not like last year where they really can spend a lot of money. Um, they have a good deal of cap space. So and they were like <clears> $85 million in cap space, I think. Oh, is it? They about 80-something million in cap space. Well, that seems like quite a lot of cap space there. Yeah. Um it, I I've I've read a couple different things where they're in the top 10 for sure yeah. if you know they're 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 in that that range where they're going to be able to bring in one or two impact free agents, right? Yeah. Um and I think cornerback is where you got to start. This pass defense is uh top to bottom just just awful. And uh, you know, it has some to do with the defensive line, it has a lot to do with the defensive backs. Um I'm hoping that uh, Abrams comes, or Abram, sorry, Abram comes back yeah. and and can be an effective uh, all all around safety, not just a you know, a hard hitting safety, exactly, right. But yeah, I think one of those cornerbacks you got to pick up. Yes, yeah, that I knowing that we have Lamarcus Joyner, Joyner's on a, a okay contract. Carl Joseph's coming off an injury. I just don't. Everybody has a a thing for Darren Worley. I really don't. Like him, I think he he got burnt a lot last year. 
I just think he did. And I felt like the fans love him, but I don't. I never did. I think Trayvon Mullen had a better year than Worley. That's just my opinion. Outside of Max Crosby, I honestly don't know if there is a player on this defense that I could see a fan being like, I love this guy. This guy's my guy. He's right. awesome. I mean, Trayvon Mullen shows a lot of promise. I think he's going to be a good starting cornerback. Mm -hmm. I think he is a, a QB two. I think that they still need a bona fide QB one. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. CB one, CB one, CB one to, um, you know, to make them, you know, the Raiders and John Gruden as a man of Raiders lore and history, mm -hmm. he knows that the Raiders have always made their defense at the back end on the cornerbacks and their safeties. Right. He knows this and he loves it. He lo again, he loves veteran cornerbacks. I think that you have you if you have a you know, LaMarcus Joyner did not work out as much uh, you know, at the at the nickel last year. Um perhaps he moves over and does a lot more at free safety next year, which I'm hoping. Um but yeah, you get yourself a cornerback and I think one of one of the linebackers that can cover Mm -hmm. those two positions to me are paramount uh wide receiver can be taken care of in the draft right right so yeah i just i just hope the defense could get better i think that's really been our achilles heel in the last what 10 years 10 five five to 10 years that's been our achilles heel knowing that we couldn't get to the quarterback i mean knowing that we did have khalil mack and that trade, that trade is actually, I think we're actually winning that trade right now. Um, so I just feel like with the defense, it's just got to, I, I don't know if it's Gruntner as, as the defensive coordinator. I don't know if he has that grit, but it's just, I don't know. I don't know if the scheme fits some of the players. I don't know. I, I, I just mean, don't, I just don't feel Gruntner as a defensive coordinator. I just can't feel him right now. I, I honestly still think that this team is lacking talent on defense. They don't have – again, if Max Crosby doesn't show out and really, you know, wow everybody last year, who is the who is your best defensive player? Right. Benson Mayoa? You know, like you really think about that. Like who who are the who are the good players on this defense? There's not a lot of them. Now Cleveland Farrell, we're hoping that he can develop into a good player. Right. Uh we're hoping Max Crosby can continue to be a top uh, you know, defensive end. But you're looking at the second, you know, second level with linebackers. Every linebacker, I'm gonna go on record in saying this, every linebacker is trash on this team. Every linebacker. I every linebacker second is that. trash. Um, I second that. <laughs> do you, listen, do you, some people really like, want to see what Markel Lee can turn into. Some people, oh, this guy, you know, um, Upton or Compton wasn't that bad. This guy wasn't that bad. No one is a difference maker in that linebacking core. So if it's, if it were up to me, I could take it or leave it and just have all of them go away and just start from scratch. Um, the one guy that's going to get the most money in free agency and that everybody's going to be going after uh, in, in free agency on the linebacker is Corey Littleton from the Rams. Mm. He's going to make a lot of, he's going to be making a lot of money. Uh, I don't know if Gruden and Mayock are going to want to pay him that much money, but mm. he is what, you know, a lot of people are saying is like the new age of linebacker. He can cover sideline to sideline. He can mm -hmm. take care of your tight ends. He's going to make plays in the passing game and he can also blitz. When's the last time you, we had a linebacker, not an edge rusher, but an actual linebacker that could actually pass rush the quarterback? Right. You know, when you're sending, I mean, that's the thing about Paul Gunther's defense. It's not, you know, it's not aggressive blitzing, but um, 
you know, when you do blitz, you, you got to be effective. Right. And nobody right now is that. So I'm thinking uh, Corey Littleton is going to be somebody that they're going to look at. And then also uh, Joe Sherbert out of, um, out of Cleveland. Uh, the Browns is, is going to be another one that I think they might be able to pick up. So they a lot. So according to silverandblackpride.com, they saying that cornerback Kevin Johnson from the Buffalo Bills is a good fit for the Raiders, knowing that um, Marcus Peters just signed a $42 million deal with the Ravens. And they think that um, he's only, he's young. He's 27 years old. He in his fifth year, he was drafted in the first round out of Wake Forest. Um, he did play for the Houston, Texas, Texas, but it didn't go right there. But he's been a, a kind of a shutdown corner in Buffalo. So um, I think that'll be a good pickup for him as well. Um, it's a lot of it's, from what I'm seeing here on the website is saying Bradley, uh, Bradley Roby from um, Denver Broncos, um, the safety uh, J. Ron Kurz from Minnesota. Um, Calvin Noy is a free agent as well from New England. So if we could pick him up as for a linebacker, I would love to go out and get Van Noy, knowing that we went out and got a Patriot last year and Trent Brown. Bring him right over. So I, I, I like it. I like Van Noy as well. Um, I, I always have this kind of uh, when Patriots are available um, uh, in free agency, I am always so hesitant because I wonder how much is really just from the from you know the greatest coach in all of sports history right. just being that good uh is that is that why this player is playing at such a high level um you know it, it's not you know not always that way i mean look at um uh no, no. Why can't I Garoppolo? Um, you know Garoppolo, but also uh, the defensive tackle that we got. Um, you know, in, in the in the earlier uh, last decade, uh, the Hall of Famer from um, from New England. I I can't. <clears throat> it's, it's there, but I can't actually get the name. You know who? But, but y'all know who? You it know was. who I'm talking about, right? But I mean, he's he he was a he was a Pro Bowler immediately with the Raiders as well. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm always hesitant at those types of players. Is this something, are, are they that high profile because they're just playing in the, in the greatest system with the greatest coach ever? Um, but Van Noy's a, Van Noy's better, Van Noy is better than any linebacker on the Raiders, maybe in the last five years. So sure. Uh, I'm down to get him. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, Jamie Collins is another guy too, uh, somebody that can maybe rush the passer a little bit more. Right. So, uh, I mean, they, they, I do see a few other, um, others to watch like Eli Apple, PJ Williams, um, Nigel Bradham from Philadelphia. Um, if he can stay healthy, then I do like him there. Um, LaMichael Kendricks is another one that's out there. So they do have, they, Logan Ryan is another one out there too. That's from Tennessee that, which is a good corner. Um, earlier in the year, they would talk about Marcus Mariota possibly coming to the Raiders as a backup. Now, how would you feel about that? Because knowing that he lost his job in Tennessee to Ryan Tannehill and he's not, he's not, he's not as far off of Derek Carr coming out of the draft. I don't think that was the same draft. Wasn't they? Uh, now, now I'm trying to remember. Uh, what year that was? Yeah, I don't think he was the same draft as as Derek Carr. I don't think he was. Was that? But that well, that was the one when Wentz was. Wasn't it that? Uh, now I I know that Chip Kelly wanted Mariota, right? Uh, you know, being from in a in a Philadelphia market. Yeah, we being, know we, we know, know a lot. We, we know the, how it is. Yeah, yeah, we know a lot about the the uh, the Eagle stuff going on on around here. But um, I don't remember exactly what what draft it was. Um, I do know though that. <clears throat> 
Mariota has just not been effective. Um, it's funny because I I see kind of John Gruden's I see what John Gruden wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Gruden wants a Derek Carr that can make all the throws, that is able to extend plays with his legs. Um, Derek Carr can make all the throws. He has no willingness to do that. Uh, he 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 do, he doesn't have uh, a real want or desire to just take the ball up the field, make the first down. He's athletic enough to do it. Mm, see, he's athletic enough to do it. Don't get me wrong, but you got to think about the play calling that Gruden is calling too. All I know is this: you you watch the Denver game, the last game of the year, right? And I think that what's what really kind of solidified my opinion of Derek Carr was that third and, you know, third and four, third and five, whatever it was, it was late in the game. And he went, he rolled out on a bootleg and had open field and instead literally just chucked the ball into the dirt. Right. Pretty much immediately. Um, I think that that was a quitter play. I don't think that Derek Carr is a, is a coward. I don't think that Derek Carr is a, is, is a wimp. I think he's a total dweeb, but I don't <laughs> think that he is a coward. I don't think he's a wimp. I think that he lacks the drive and desire to do whatever it takes to win in the moment. Mm. Tom Brady, can, want, you know, Tom Brady used to do that. Um, you know, guys like Alex Smith would do that, you know. But do you um, think Derek Carr lost that knowing that what happened with you know, him being under, like, like we talked about earlier, Jack Del Rio, if you look at that season of 2016, he had to drive. He had to eager. He had like, well, he got like eight fourth quarter comebacks as I, as I, as I can remember, but that MVP year, you could see all the confidence in him until he got injured. Yeah. And you know what? It might not be Derek Carr's fault that he's like this. You know, I'm not, I'm certainly not blaming him. Yeah, of course. Listen, I'm sure when you fracture something in your back, you're going to be hesitant to do something that may fracture your back again, because I'm sure it feels really terrible. Yeah. Um, or, or, or break an ankle. Right. Uh, but time and again, I just see plays where he is mentally giving up now to play devil's advocate with myself mm-hmm. it very well could be john gruden specifically sitting him down and saying derek in this instant you throwing the ball in the dirt and us punting is 10 times better than an interception so i don't want to even deal with an interception you throw the ball in the dirt and we kick it and we live to live to play another day that could be what De- what, what he's doing i can hear i can hear john gruden saying that you know i can hear john gruden saying that. he could have analytics guys being like you know what uh, you know, and again, to, con- you know, contradict what I just said about that Denver game, th- there they are at that two point conversion to win the game, uh, at the end of the game anyway, after throwing that ball in the dirt. So I don't know who it is, but I, I, I know that a lot of people have seen it where you just, you know, it's, he's too quick to, to, to kill, to kill a play. He doesn't want to extend a play. Uh, and that's where the big plays are. The big plays are right in the dirt, you know, right. yeah, right in the dirt. Yeah. Um, so again, I don't know if that's something, and that could be, again, that could be something John Gruden has just telling him, dude, don't listen to anybody. They're going to give you, you know, they're going to give you crap about, uh, you know, 
not throwing the ball deep and no big plays between me and you. I'd much rather you throw the ball in the dirt and us punt than you throw the, an interception that's a potential pick six and we lose the field uh, field position battle. Right. Uh, you know, he, he, he could be thinking that way too. So not to drag on about Derek Carr, there's just so much stuff that, <laughs> that could come on with uh, Derek Carr. But I know some news did come out from the Raiders that we did re-sign Jayla Richard. I love this re-signing. I love it because we got a, a back out of the we got a back that could catch out of the backfield. Knowing that he's not great in between the tackles, but he's great when it's when it comes to catching ability on third down. Now when I know that DeAndre Washington is going to be a free agent, and we got a few other free agents, but now re-signing Jalen Richard and DeAndre Washington might walk. Do you think we try to resign DeAndre Washington, knowing that you, like you said, you're going to go after DeAndre Swift? You think we're going to let DeAndre Washington walk and keep? Well, we already know we keep it Jalen Rashard. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just feel like with um, this whole situation with DeAndre Washington, I love them as a Raider. I love them there, but Jalen Rashard was more effective, and I do love the fact that he can, like Derek Carr, can dump it down to him when nobody is open. So he's definitely reliable, and I love the fact that we didn't break the bank for him either. That's a good thing. We didn't break the bank for him knowing that he's going to be backing up Josh Jacobs and we, and then, you know, Ingo is going to be our fullback. So he might get some catches out the backfield. So hopefully, you know, things could work out, but how do you feel about, you know, re-signing Jalen Richard? I, I love the re-signing. I love Jalen Richard. Um, I, I think that his, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, John Gruden's first year, he, I mean, he might've been the, the offensive MVP, you know, he's very, uh, very versatile. He can, I mean, he, you know, he's not a pounder, but he can, he can run the ball between the tackles. He can run the ball outside. You can do whatever you want in John Gruden's offense mm-hmm. with Jalen Richard. And I think that's why John Gruden really likes him. That's why he likes Josh Jacobs. That's why he's going to be looking for another running back that can do that. Um, I've always had, uh, I don't want to say a soft spot, but I've always liked Washington. I liked the way he ran. I thought he was quick. Um, I certainly don't think that it was, you had to pick either one of those two, but I think at the end of the day, you're going to pick one of those two. And I think John Gruden, you know, more or less picked. Jalen Richard. I don't see them re-signing uh, Washington. I think that they're going to look uh, look at the drafts um, with, you know, again, if my hot take of DeAndre Swift does not come to fruition, <clears throat> excuse me, you, maybe they're looking at something like uh, an Acres out of Florida State in the later mm-hmm. rounds or moving up and taking uh, um, James Ta- or Jonathan Taylor out of uh, Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin. That uh, would be interesting too. You know, because He's just a runner, right? He's a great north-south runner, which John Gruden wants to pound the rock. And right. again, that really kind of goes into the narrative of the more running backs you got in your stable, the longer you can do it at a higher level because you're keeping these guys fresh. Um, I don't think John Jonathan Taylor might not be as dynamic as what John Gruden's looking for, mm-hmm. but the guy can run the football. So, and and he looks like a guy that might fall into the, like the the later second round. You know, maybe you get him in the early third round. You trade up and and move your third round pick up and get him. So I I see them I see them bringing in somebody in the first three rounds uh, at the running back position uh, to kind of fill that void. But don't forget, I mean, they also have Isaiah Crowell. Uh, it, yeah. you know, kind of in their back pocket. I don't know where he's going to be after his injury. Uh, but last year he was, uh, you know, he was 
figuring to be a, a, a pretty solid focus point of the offense. Yeah, he was going to be that backup to Josh Jacobs and Jalen Richard was going to be that, that third running back, knowing that a lot of talk has been with another pound and ground type of quarter uh, type of running back, knowing that Josh Jacobs got hurt. We didn't have no pound and ground running back afterwards. Try to re-sign Isaiah Crowell. We just have to see where he's at healthy before we try to do that re-signing. That's the only thing that that concerns me is that torn Achilles that he had. So yeah, I mean he and again he, uh, I haven't read up much about him and how his rehab is going. He he could be a non-factor in this, uh, for all I know. Um, but they're gonna they're gonna look and they're gonna bring somebody in to again ground and pound. I mean it's a copycat league. Derrick Henry almost single-handedly got the uh you know the Titans to the Super Bowl. Right. You know, if you which, look- is, which is a free agent by the way. He is a free agent. <laughs> I, I I don't see them throwing money at Derrick Henry. No, but, not at all. <laughs> but if you look at and and I I said this to to, to a friend of mine uh when we were watching the playoffs. If you look at the way that the Titans were were playing, that's what John Gruden wants. Mm-hmm. John Gruden wants to run the ball first and second down and on third down, da- you know, and maybe on third down. Like if it was up to John Gruden, I honestly think that he would run the ball, uh, you know, 15 straight times into the end zone. Right. Um, you know, he wants to control the clock. He wants to, to, to have 10 minute drives. That's what his offense is all about. Um, Ryan Tannehill was able to run that offense and, make those plays where he's scampering those extra couple yards mm-hmm. for a first down. And he, and he, and he's making the, the small little and doing the little things that Derek Carr wasn't doing to get you, you know, that fourth third down in a, or, or, you know, that fourth first down in a row that now just takes more time off the clock. You're not going to outgun the Kansas city chiefs. Oh, absolutely not. And you're no. not going no. to stop the Kansas city chiefs, but, Playing your game, you know, if if the Titans continued to play their game and didn't let the, you know, and didn't, you know, pretty much fall apart. Right. We were talking about the Titans in the Super Bowl at the time. So, so it's just, it's just with that, when it comes to the Raiders, when it comes to the, the, uh, the AFC West, like, I feel like. We ended. Did we end second in the AFC West? We ended. We were second, right? Uh, I think we were third to the Broncos because we lost that last game. Right? Uh that I don't even want to talk about that game. That was just yeah. I was I was you summed to, it up right yeah, there. Yeah, I sum, I summed it up right there. It's just oh, we should have won that game knowing that we start we played so well in that game and knowing that we were down and we were, we came back. It was just it was just so much going on, but um for our final take of the podcast, what are five things that the Raiders need to do to go to the playoffs? What is the five things in your personal opinion that have the Raiders go to the, go to the playoffs? All right. Uh, five things. Okay. The first thing they need to do is get better on the second level of their defense, meaning, uh, linebacker and, and cornerback. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as we talked about before their linebacking core has needed upgrades, whoever it is that needs to happen. So that's one. Mm-hmm. Two, they need to get more depth across the board, mm-hmm. um, offensively especially. Um, they're going to uh, have to get another running back when Josh Jacob is, is injured. Mm-hmm. So their their offense doesn't just fall off when he's gone. Yeah, just don't fall <clears throat> apart. Uh, three, they're going to need more explosive playmakers. 
Now that's where you're looking at the draft. You're looking at guys like C.D. Lamb. You're looking at potentially a Rugs at 19. You're right. looking, um, uh, you know, at something like that to just really give your offense a dynamic that that they didn't, they literally didn't have. Yeah, you know, that we didn't have all year. That was suppo- that was supposed to be Antonio Brown, right? Um, uh, okay, so I <laughs> said three things. Um, number two, I would honestly say just I think that they need to improve the pass rush. Um, now getting better on the back end may help that mm-hmm. by, um, you know, getting a little bit better coverage, uh, across the board and getting after the quarterback, but they, they need to get after the quarterback and they need to create more turnovers. Uh, yeah. Turnover was really like, was one of our biggest problems being in the race. We was like last in like turnover. So we mm-hmm. definitely need to step up there. Yeah. And I think number one, I think that they just, as, as silly as it sounds, I think they just need to win. I think that there was a mm. couple times last season where, uh, you had, you were one or two plays, uh, you know, uh, from winning that yeah. Broncos game is one of them. The Jacksonville game is uh, yeah. the Jacksonville one. game kind of pissed me off. Yeah. That kind of pissed me off, <laughs> you know? Um, so Derek Carr has one winning season as a Raiders quarterback. Yep. Uh, if they're going to take it to the next level, he needs to have that killer instinct all the time, not just when they're down by two touchdowns at the end of the game. He needs to be able to put away games and just win the game when they have it in hand. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. But then, like, just an honorable mention of that five is Gruen has to open up the playbook. Understand that you have the old school West Coast office, but we are in an era where you could do jet sweeps. You could do a little bit of a trickery play. I mean, we've seen it a little bit from Gruden that actually was successful. But I think he needs to open it up a little bit more. Like, understanding that Carr does be under center a lot, put him in a shotgun, do some zone read a little bit. You want him to use his legs, open up the zone read. That's where everybody is going. They go into a zone read. Mind you, we have the running backs to run a zone read. We have, but once we get the wide receivers, we can do the RPO. If he can, oh, if he can open up his West Coast office and put a little bit of RPO in the system, it just gives us a little bit more to juggle instead of seeing an eye formation or one back all the time. So that's just my honorable mention for John Gruden. Just open up your playbook. That's all I'm saying. Just open it up. Mm-hmm. We don't want to see five yard slants all the time. We don't want to see it. Or have have Derek Carr do some audible so he can go deep. So hopefully. That can that can turn out too. Yeah, uh, I, I I totally agree. Um, I I think that uh, once the combine starts, which I am a combine jumpy, junkie, so I will be <laughs> watching the entire combine. Um, once that kind of starts picking up, uh, we're going to start targeting, and you're going to start seeing that uh, the Raiders are going to start targeting some playmakers. And uh, yeah, the, the, uh, I think he'll he'll be able to do that. Well. There you have it for the first episode of the Silver and Black Podcast. I'm Darian here, and you know, I'm kind of, this is my first time actually having someone, actually Raiders, because I'm always doing Raiders by myself. So I finally have someone here. I have finally have a co-host. Um, follow us on all social medias at Spotlight Sports Talk. Um, this is going to be a different segment for Spotlight Sports Talk. This is just going to be all Raiders talk here. So thank you all for tuning in. And any final words you have before we end the show? I just can't wait to get out to Las Vegas, man. Yeah, Las Vegas. We, we definitely got to take a trip out there knowing that stadium is going to be beautiful. Right on. Beautiful. Awesome. But thank you all for tuning in. Comment, like, and subscribe. And we'll see you all next week with another episode of the Silver and Black Podcast. Go Raiders.
Oh, 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 oh,